a scientist. I'm not an expert in footballs. I'm not an expert in football measurements. I can't hold on to football. It's so goddamn hard about holding on to it. What's up, everybody? Mike Collins, Scott Simpson here, Fantasy Millionaires, broadcasting live. What's crack-a-lacking? Happy Labor Day or Draft Day or Draft Prelude to a Day or Previous Draft Day. I mean, it's, it's Draft Season, Sazen, whatever kids are saying now, and uh, Happy Draft Day. So, I just got done with one. How, how many did you do in the last three or four days? Where, where, where are you at right now? Two. Not total, but just in the last week, what were you working with? The last four days, I've done three. No, five days, I've done three. Thursday, you have another Thursday tomorrow, Sunday, though. Monday. And then I have another one tomorrow. Which and then another one Thursday. And then I have another one Thursday, yeah. Okay, okay, all right, so. So in a eight day span, you're gonna have about five or six drafts. Whew. Whew. That sounds that's that's downright just you know boastful right there. I'm sorry, I don't want to make people jealous of you know what the Ralph Macho's doing out there, but he's draft flexing us all. I love it. I, I'm definitely uh, you know I'm running out of draft energy a little bit. Oh well. You got, you need time. Like, it's like, you know, if you have kids and stuff like that, it's just, you know, you, you, I mean, you know, we did our home league yesterday and that's awesome. Cause we're, it's like, you know, it's, it's men's Christmas, you know, we have it all set up. It's, you know, we're, we're all in, but if you're doing all these online drafts and stuff like that, like you're doing it in your house. And I have small kids and it's like the entire time they just think I'm being mean to them, you know, because I'm trying to lock in. You, you know? are. You're being mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just got to say, speaking of, of in-person drafts, thank you for hosting yesterday. Uh, I'll do a little BFFs recap. Uh, there was some overall some really good draft, really good picks going on. Mike opened up his home. We had pizza. We had wings. We had a projection screen. We had social distancing. Uh, we had uh, piss poor picks in the fifth round. People picking Drew Brees while they were pissing. Say that five times fast. And, uh, you know, it, it was uh, quite a fun draft. A couple of possible miscues with beer and computers that we will <laughs> thankfully not have to be talking about again next year because, you know, by the, by the hair of our chinny chin chins, things were avoided. Uh, Mike and I sober as jaybirds on on this night, and our drafts were good. Yeah, good, 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 good. Uh, why don't you share with us a few of the highlights from your team? Uh, and do you have a team name going in already? Have you have you christened this 2020 season with a new name yet? I am check out my podcast. Um, oh, check out my podcast. I like yeah. that. Yep, flexing, flexing on wow. these mofos. They don't have a podcast to flex on, so you can you can dunk right on them. Yeah, and it's got my uh, my Jordan picture up with the all my championship rings from that league. So, yeah, um, several, several yeah. of them. Yeah, so it's double flex. I double flexed on them. Well, we do have a double flex in our league, so. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, we did we got to do it outside too, which was really cool. Um, but hence the. Uh, the 
someone almost throwing a beer into all the electrical equipment because they're outside and thought, hey, I'm going to toss my friend a beer over the control station. And it almost landed on top of the control station. I was like, what are you doing, dude? Like, that, that was, that was, uh, that was a, it was one of those moments where it's like, there was all, you know, you got this close to a car crash and, uh, I guess you can kind of laugh about it afterwards, but I was also just like, let's, let's just in, in the rest of your life, never make that decision again. Yeah. I, and that decision, I don't think that was made in the beginning of the night when, when, uh, yeah, cooler heads were were around, or sober minds were leading the charge. I think this is a more drunken, inebriated. I'm gonna throw a beer 15 feet to someone who's not expecting it, and it's dark outside, and I'm this is gonna go well. This is gonna go well, and thankfully it did, miraculously not go terrible. Yeah, um, I just missed but, the projector. Uh, my laptop was downwind. But my buddy's laptop, it came two inches from just cracking it. He threw it up like a like a <laughs> volleyball up in the air, too. So it had a lot of uh, terminal velocity, you know, it was building. Coming down. It was a yeah. Mitch Trubisky pass. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Falling like a big old lead weight. Well, I'm glad that the draft, it, it produced uh, a lot of fun moments. But, you know, I think it actually produced a couple of really good teams. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll call out a few of, of the picks on your team that I like. You got Raheem Mostert in the fifth round. That was just a, a, a juicy value. After you impromptu went zero RB, which I did not expect. But when you get Lamar, when you get Michael Thomas, DJ Moore to start off with, I mean, you you were cruising and killing uh, that right away. And uh, you followed up with Mark Andrews to pair up with Lamar. I love that pick. Uh, and to get Mostert, who could be an RB1, maybe an RB2 this year, as your fifth pick, I think there's a lot of value. So I, I loved how you rolled out of the gate, man. You're killing it right to start. Um, I'm not as big on stacks as stacks is. That's why he's stacks and I'm cash, you know. Um, but as far as that stack, that might be one of my favorite stacks in the whole league, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing with stacks is – they have to be sure things, you know, um, because there's, you know, it's a lot of risk versus reward, you know, if your stack hits. But when you're dealing with, you know, a tight end that gets 120 targets and Lamar Jackson, um, that's to me, you know, one of the most surest things. And I like, I like having that. That's that. That's the only tight end stack. I would want, you know, with a quarterback. So I was excited to get that. But yeah, through my whole draft off, dude, um, this entire time we've been running through these rounds and I've just been mocking zero RB and I didn't get a, a running back until the fifth round. And uh, I was thinking too, I have to be honest with you, I took Raheem Mostert and I, I didn't walk away from that draft like, oh, I crushed it. Like, you know, since it's over, I mean, I would have, I was debating on Leonard Fournette at that pick. I, I I was hoping he was going to fall back around and, uh, 
I don't know if I could go back and redo it. I might take Leonard Fournette and then hope Raheem Mostert fell back around. So, um, yeah, I don't know. No, but, well, I, I like your team. You you did go more zero RB to start. You got a lot of RBs later, which I thought was good. Talk to us about your guy getting your guy, and I'll talk about getting my guy um, and missing on one of my guys as well. But uh, who, who did you get, and, and tell us where you got him and what you were thinking. I got Henry Ruggs in the seventh. I've, I'm going to get him on every team. So hmm. um, he's my third wide receiver. So, uh, again, because I have Michael. So I didn't like my DJ Moore pick that much either. It was kind of like I picked him – sort of out of safety, you know, because he's a target machine. I, you know, he has like, I think it's like two or three drops out of like 215 targets. Like, wow. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and he has, he doesn't have a lot of touchdowns. So I'm, I'm counting on, um, reverse TD regression. Yeah. Um, but, so TD uh, pro- progression. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, that's one way to say it: reverse regression or progression. I, I'm, I. But either way, I just, I feel like his his ceiling was something that because I had Michael Thomas, I wanted a a very safe wide receiver too. And then I'm just so high on rugs, you know. Yeah. Um, to me, the upside is, you know, he's. I I honestly think sky's the limit for that guy, you know. Yeah, I really do. I think uh, again, I'm gonna try and get him on every single team I have, and I've been doing that so far um, because he's going later. You know, he's going ninth, tenth round. Um, but I was scared you were gonna. I was at the four, you were at the eleven, and I was scared that uh, you'd take him in the early eighth. Uh, so I, might, I was like, I'm not going to, I, I knew that you were the only person I had to worry about. Um, I'll say this though, man, I think some of our league mates may have been like, at least checking out our picks and stuff like that, because some yeah. of them were picking like every single person. Like I, you, I was watching you get sniped yep, every, by one of our pick. Southern bros. And I was like, I think he, I think he was going off of BFF picks, man. Cause he picked a great team. If he I, it's wins my favorite league, team. If he wins the league, I just hope he just shouts us out and like, yeah, I used, I used your rankings, bro. I'll be like, thank you, thank you. I mean, whether or not he used our rankings or not, like his uh, best draft ever. So, well, his draft was in accordance with our rankings. Like every pick right. he was making, I was like, that's the right pick. That's the right pick. Yes. Well, and I'll, I'll say I did not get Calvin Ridley. I thought I could get him and AJ Brown and gamble a little bit and. Uh, you know, what I think ended up happening is I almost feel like when I took A.J. Brown, I took his guy. And so then he came back and took Calvin Ridley to get me for my guy. He was one of those tit-for-tat things because I know he likes A.J. Brown. So maybe there's a trade in the works. We can work something out after. You know, we'll see. But uh, my friend at the end, uh, he also got Cooper Cup and I got Robert Wood. So, you know, we're tied. We're dancing. We're dancing there. Uh, I got Russell Wilson. He got Dak Prescott. So it was back and forth. I, I – have a comment from my man Jemo. Shout out the icon himself in the in the Periscope chat. He said he likes Edwards better. Now I'm not gonna say I like Edwards better. I don't. Yeah, I, I bet. Like, I bet I, a lot of I, money. 
on yeah. Henry Ruggs having a way better season than Edwards. Uh, I think Edwards it, is great, but he wasn't even the starting guy. I mean, he's getting bumped in because of injury. So right. he's one of our guys tonight that we're going to talk about, Gemma. So he's good to uh, hear. He's That's he's a, he's a late round snag for sure. Yeah, yeah. Gemma liked it. He's hardened it up, but it's a, it's a bit of a tease. But I'll share my thoughts on on, on him as well, and and what, what kind of the juxtaposition, different perspective in our own league kind of came up. Um, you know, for me, I was excited. I got one of my guys in in Austin Eckler. I got another one of my guys in Kareem Hunt. Uh, I got another one of my guys in Devonta Adams, and then I got another one of my guys in, in Robert Woods, like I mentioned before. Uh, I got two of my guys in in the seven eight round. I got C.D. Lamb, Deontay Johnson. I could have gone Deontay Johnson and then C.D. Lamb. Here's the thing that's crazy. Uh, shout out wide receiver two theory, which dropped this past weekend, and the thousands and millions of you who jumped in and read it and tweeted it out and to Denny and Pete Overzet and uh, and JJ and everybody who contributed there, just you know. Help along the way in my process. Joe Pizzapia. I, I mean, everybody. You guys are rock stars. Thank you uh, for all the stuff that you do. John Daigle for your incredible work over at Roto World and, and the, the matrix that you put up of vacated targets. All the stuff I jumped off on. Anyway, long story short, in, in that, I mentioned Deontay Johnson and CeeDee Lamb back-to-back in that article uh, at 37-38. Well, I got them in our league at 36-37. And so – and people were like, oh, it's a bit of a stretch. Look at that, you know, seventh, eighth round. But it's really not. Uh, it, it was really not a stretch. I was really, really excited to get Deontay Johnson and C.D. Lamb. My team name is CD's TDs, baby, because I feel like he's going to lead the team in touchdowns this year uh, out of that wide receiving core. He is my guy. Getting him in the seventh, uh, maybe it's a little expensive, but I think it's much better than getting Amari Cooper in the fourth or the third. Uh, and so little, little wide receiver two theory in my league put on display. I went with with my theory. You pivoted. I love that. You pivoted based on the data in front of you. And who wouldn't get a chance to grab Lamar in the second round at the at the 209. That to me, it sounds like what I would have done, too. So, you know, all kudos to you. And, and hopefully we do meet up in the later rounds. Uh, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of our other players because they do kind of filter back into our, our combo today. But great overall, Mr. Collins, congratulations. Great host, as, as you always are. Uh, 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 BFF, we're, we're not barely Facebook friends anymore. We're, um, we're, we're, we're moving away from that now uh, to, you know, bad effing farting because that's kind of what was happening during that draft. There was some, um, definitely some uh, – yeah, some bad F-word farting. <laughs> there was one guy, the same guy who drafted Drew Brees, who went and peed you know, while he was drafting Drew Brees. Uh, he was farting everywhere. He was rolling around and farting near you. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, thankfully, uh, he did not fart near me. He did come over to my isolated table, though, yeah. and want to, to shake my hand. I mean, I'm in a mask. I look like a space cadet, you know, which I am. He didn't get it. He put his beer on my table, you know, like, yeah, it's it. We're living in a new world, man. But it was amazing. I loved it. And I would do it all again. And uh, you're a great host. So, you know, recap. BFS draft was a blast this year. Definitely, man. Um, yeah, it's just funny when you draft that, uh, you know, you have you, you there's just things happen and you. Uh, you know, you, you, you get sniped from players, so you have to readjust. And, you know, my draft was a lot like that where I was just 
I, I was able to get some of my guys, but um, I was kind of picking out a safety in certain spots too. So, but um, you have yeah, to man, build your team. I think that's how it works. You got to make yeah. sure building out of, out of safety is is the you've got to have a floor. You got to have a floor. So. I, here's the main thing that was cool is that I I you know I I generally followed strategy that was like uh sort of backup strategies and the thing that you know if you get lamar and you get your tight end now you know it's on you can just draft your you can just draft whoever you know just get your just fill your team up with skill positions load up um yeah i mean so that that was you know that it was it was different I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not a zero RB guy and I had to go zero RB, but, um, you know, we've talked about in different rounds, you know, you know, we've been seeing early rounds, you go RB, um, mid rounds, you go wide receiver, then you go quarterback, then you go tight end and, you know, you keep your eyes on the position tonight's final round. If you still have drafts to do, it's 12 through 14. And we wanted to talk a little strategy in these rounds because, um, you know, winners. There's winners here. There's definitely guys that you can still get. Um, can, can I just say last year, some of the guys you could get uh, sure. who were, were top guys uh, DJ Shark, Terry McLaren, uh, uh, Devontae Parker, Darius Slayton, John Brown. These guys were all available in the in rounds twelve through fifteen. Some some were going undrafted, so there are potential two hundred plus. Don't don't overlook players here. It's yeah. about opportunity. In this COVID era, you never know when opportunity is going to present itself. So I mean, it's just talk away, my friend. I'm sorry, I had to do my little diatribe. No, yeah, because to, that's you know. the thing. It's it's there's that okay, but then you know the other part of these rounds is adding anti-fragility to your team so again you know this podcast we're really focusing our advice on a 12-man league and ppr 12-man ppr and uh you know we did we're doing rounds 12 through 14 leaving out defense and kicker um but now you know you've 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 got your eight starting players forget the defense and the kicker and then you got your six bench players and part of the strategy in a 12-man league i think uh is making sure that you can survive injuries and especially the, you know in a covid year um yeah. so you know one of the things that i advise is if you've drafted perfectly get um get two qbs and two, and two tight ends um i was not able to do that in my draft my team was too thin and my last pick in the 14th round i got jared goff um as my backup qb you know because so one tight end you didn't rock the two tight end I didn't do two tight ends. Two two tight ends, okay. But I, you got I, the two QBs in, though. I got two QBs. I went two QB, one tight end. Um, and I kind of think that's kind of an important part of a strategy. In a, in a 12-man league, 
especially because players are going to not everyone's going to get Lamar Mahomes, Dak, you know, those premium guys, Russell Wilson. It happened in our league where guys would do just like we talked about in the podcast where they would back to back rounds, draft a quarterback, you know, back to back rounds, draft a tight end. So guilty, guilty. I did that. But later, later with tight ends, but later. Yeah, right, right. And that's the thing is it, it, it just depends on where you drafted and whatever. But if you're late on getting a QB, you're going to see guys go back to back because they they're doing the same thing that they're doing with the tight end. They don't have a sure thing. Oh. So they're trying to make sure, you know, one of these guys is going to be capable. And the thing is, is that in a 12 man league now you're dealing with potentially, you know, 20 quarterbacks off the board. So if you only have one quarterback, then Dude, you're uh, you're SOL, man, because um, you're real. You know, I think early in the in the season, like we don't know uh, Philip Rivers. He might come back strong. You know, um, he's on the waiver wire. He's available right. in our league. There's going to be guys on the waiver wire in the beginning of the season, but generally, you know, like I like we'll talk about that later. By the way, that's a tease. Yeah, yeah, I like golf though as like a backup. You know. Um, Daniel Jones, there's those, you know, tier of guys that I think are worth rostering. And then I think also, um, you might not have the flexibility to do that, uh, because you're so weak at tight ends. So you might have to go one QB, two tight ends. Um, but I think rounds 12 through 14 is really, um, you're trying to get either one or both of those, you know, a second quarterback or a second tight end or both. And yeah. also keep your eye on those, you know, those league winners like Devonte Parker, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I've always been of the, of the idea of getting one tight end, one quarterback and just going, you know, 13 running back wide receivers and maybe 14 because I normally don't take a defense in case somebody gets hurt in the couple of days leading up to it. You know? Sorry. So um, um, the show wants to just keep starting. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I normally don't do that. I did take two tight ends. I took them back to back in the later rounds because I didn't go early tight end. And that was what I was going to do. I think we talked about that before. You got to load up a couple of bullets in the tight end chamber uh, if you're going to go later because you just don't know. They're not always going to be successful. You know, for me, I went Dallas Goddard. Uh, Jalen Rager is not ready. Deshaun Jackson is. Uh, ready good for him and i love i love him he is not a possession wide receiver if they're going to treat him like that he's gonna get broken in like four plays so uh you know who is a great possession wide receiver uh zach Ertz and dallas goddard so let's get them the ball over the middle and then they can just who, who wants to catch this this play you know i i see him with more like 100 targets than 80 targets. And so I like that in the 11th round. And then Janu Smith, I followed it up with. Love Janu. So I, I feel like if you're going to get guys like that in the later rounds, you're building a strong kind of anti-fragility model there. If you don't get Andrews like you did uh, or Waller or the top four for me, uh, it goes like this actually. In my, I'm not dissing Kelsey. Uh, I love Kelsey. Kelsey's a, a strong, just quite strong. But I think this year it goes – this is the finish I think for me. I think it goes Kittle. Uh, and then, and after that, it goes Andrews, 
And then I wouldn't be surprised if Waller goes in there and then Kelsey. But that's just me. You know, if, if it's wrong, it's fine. But that's kind of where my head's at right now. I really like those top four. And, and, and they're close. It's a, it's a five here, ten there, three there. It's not like 50 outpacing by 50. That's the top tier. If you don't get one of those guys, then you got a double stack. So, um, Yeah, but, you know, again, too, there are those guys like Devontae Parker who, um, to me, the goal – in rounds 12 through 14, besides building anti-fragility, really you're trying to get a guy that can get you 200 points. Like if you snag, yeah, if you snag somebody that can get you 200 points, you know, um, you're dealing with, you know, uh, a pretty strong, you know, uh, flex, you know, somebody that gets you 14 points per game. And that uh, happens every year. You know, there's players that go in these rounds. So, um, you know, tonight we're, we pick six players that we think are worth snagging. Um, I don't think any of them are going to be this year's Devonte Parker. I mean, he was, he was 11th. He had yeah. over 250. Yeah. yeah. He had over 250 points in our league last year, which was, I mean, you know, but there is, there always is somebody like that. Um, I just, you know, I don't know which one of these guys it's going to be. And, uh, if I remember in our league, I don't even think he was drafted. So there, that's why, you know, once the season starts, one of the the, uh, the segments on the show is going to be waiver wire, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I don't know if you want to jump in. Um, you know, the millionaires, we have six guys that we think are worth talking about in these rounds. Um, the first guy we, we wanted to talk about was Sammy Watkins. Um, uh, ugh. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. No, hey, I, I, I picked it. He's on my team. I oh, picked him. Uh, yeah. Okay. He's on my team. So I'm not, I'm just saying, ugh, because, uh, he has played one complete season in six years. Uh, and that was his rookie season. So, um, I think, you know, I don't. I, we're not really ranking in order of importance here, actually. Um, right. We're not saying go get Sammy Watkins above all the rest. I think Sammy Watkins is very intriguing because of who his quarterback is, the offensive system he's in, the skill set he does possess, and what he is capable of. It's it, if you watch the Super Bowl. I hope you did because if you didn't, you know, um, something bad happened in your life because you probably would watch it. Um, but you know, I I, I really saw a receiver who could get open still, yeah. you know, and he got open down the field. And so I do think there's the games he's going to have where he's going to go and get you, you know, a hundred yards, seven catches, a touchdown. And uh, it's going to, when you're, when you're weak for you, if it's in your flex and you got, you know, no one else to kind of go that week. And so I'm not against that. Uh, he does have upside. You know, if, if, if uh, our boy, you know, the cheetah Tyree kill gets hurt, which he did last year for a couple games. Guess who was featured a little bit more in those games? It was Sammy Watkins. He got an uptick in target. So, yeah, it's not a bad pick. It's just not sexy. You know, I think the, the, the fantasy footballers call him the Lizard King, you know. It's just, ugh. Yeah, it's just it's dry. But there's still meat on the bone. He's why, still on the why do they call him that? Do you know why? You know, Is he like lizards I, I, or something? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know the derivation of that. It's just become a life of its own. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should ask Andy to to reach out and let us know 
Uh, he knows. You know, he's the he knows everything. Mike Wright knows too. Jason um, probably knows too. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I think it's because he likes lizards, but I have no idea. Um, yeah, he, you know, in 2018, he played six six games, and if you if you kind of want to pace out that season and look at the trajectory of what he was doing in 2018, he was on he very possibly could have had it that over a thousand yards, six TDs, eighty receptions. Um, 2019. He um, he has 673 yards, three TDs, 52 receptions. But how about this? 198 yards, three TDs, and nine receptions in week one. So that's kind of not good. You know what I mean? Like that's like yeah. almost all of that. Like you know, like it's a third of his season. All three TDs are in the first game. Um, well, I played against him last year, and and, and in the first week. And the guy had Mahomes too. So between the two of them, they had like a hundred points. So that was a fun first week to, you know, start off the season last year. So here's the thing: when I was doing prep on that on him, and I was looking at last year, and you know, outside that really big game, he he started in 13 games last year. So he did mm-hmm. another not full season. Uh, but he really only played in 12. Um, and he ended up having a 10.3 points per game average, which was better than Miko Hardman, was better than Juju Schuster, was better than Brandon Cooks. Um, so 10.3, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take somebody in these rounds that's that – as long as he doesn't get injured, I think that that's his 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 floor. Um, we well, are chasing but, upside. Yeah, and that's the thing with yeah, Patrick Mahomes being dinged up last year. I uh, I think he potentially could have averaged you know twelve point two five points per game. Like when I went and kind of ran the numbers, and now you're in the DK Metcalf, Emmanuel Sanders, Jamison Crowder, Adam Thielen neighborhood. Um, so, I mean, to me, he's somebody with a ceiling because of his injury history of 200 points, which is fine. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to take him in rounds 13 or 14. That's that's where I'm going to take Sammy Watkins late, late in in those rounds. That's where I took him. It's not a bad pick. I, I liked your pick there. Uh, I was chasing my own running back shortage mm-hmm. after kind of going heavy on the wide receivers, as I mentioned earlier, getting all of my wide receiver two theory guys. Sands Calvin Ridley. Um, but you know, there's another guy that we kind of teased a little bit earlier that I want to pivot to. Anything else you want to say no. about guy? No, lo- love, love that, that pick, by the way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put him into, and I have put him on my best ball teams. I'll put him in a couple more before this, the time is done uh, on Thursday. And I also uh, will put him on, uh, and I have him on my teams for um, you know Dynasty. So he'll, he'll be in there for DFS as well. So I'm, 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 I like him. So for me, uh, the guy we talked about earlier is Brian Edwards. Now, I got him in the 14th round. Now, I don't like him better than I like Ruggs. I like Ruggs a lot better than I like him. But I like him with Ruggs, and I like him in the 14th round. Tell me about what you think about that. So, again, he's definitely somebody you want to get in these rounds. Um I'd take him over. I think Sammy Watkins is the worst one we've 
we picked out of all, all the people available. Well, there's one other guy that you really like that I think we're going to get into. But um, Brian Edwards, to me, is uh, very exciting. Um, you know, the recon that I did on him, um, because he's going to play the, uh, the X position on the field, he's going to face more press coverage and – the, the the only knock on him that I've been able to find is because he's a rookie, because he's, you know, on a learning curve, um, is he going to have the ability to separate from NFL corners? Um, that, coupled with Derek Carr um, not really being known for past, past attempt distance, you know, he's a middle-of-the-road QB, um, those are the cons. He also had a foot injury, uh, fractured his metatarsal in his foot. That was kind of why he slipped a little bit in the draft too. Uh, it's, everything's fine, but those were the cons to me. Uh, the pros are he's six, three, he's two twelve. um, you know, he played at South Carolina. He played in the SEC, and he broke Alshon Jeffrey's record for career yard receiving yards. So, I mean, that's a pretty decent pedigree. Uh, and I, I, I don't think he's gonna. You know, I don't think he's gonna light the world on fire, especially in the beginning of the season because of the learning curve. But I do think that he. Um, as he starts to learn the pro offense and starts to pick up all these little shortcuts and secrets on how to play his role in the offense, you know, I think he's going to, I think he's going to have a great career. And I think as the season progresses, I think it's, I think it's good for him. Ultimately, Um, the fact that Tyrell Williams went down makes him way more valuable you know, because right. um, he was going to, you know, he was going to be the understudy to that position. So I, I was very shocked that he was available then in, in the, that 14th round. I was surprised. I said, hmm, has he been? Oh, 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 thank God. So, yeah, yeah. So um, he's got a lot of speed. You know, I think he didn't run a 40. I don't know. I couldn't find his 40 time, but the guesses on it are between 4.45 and 4.5 which is great you know yeah uh because he's 6.3 and he can high point the ball um so yeah i i I love him in these rounds he's definitely um i i would would take him over sammy Watkins for sure so yeah yeah well you 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 didn't steal my thunder as much as you kind of like took the hurricane and used the whole storm went i loved it You, you you steer the storm right over to my neck of the woods, and I'll add a little bit to that. Uh, what I love about him is his ability to, to to be a possession receiver in that offense. I think you got Rugs. You're taking he's taking off the top. You know, I, I see a lot of bait and switching where where Rugs is is maybe uh, decoyed a bit at times, but really you're getting Rugs in space, bubble screens, quick your jet sweeps, handoffs. You know, quick hitters, slants. You're getting that ball all the time. So. But on the other side, I think, you know, you need uh, a third and seven. You know, you're going to go to Edwards, you know, uh, on and out. He's going to take a tough dig and the corner's going to keep going. He's going to stop and catch that ball 
on the sidelines and be there. So, you know, I mean, I think he's going to be more touchdown dependent than Ruggs. And I think what you'll see is those games, Ruggs will just catch like, you know, three balls for 99 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and then maybe you know Edwards will get like seven receptions, 60 yards, maybe no touchdown. But in your flex, you're getting those, you know, 13, 14 points. You know, I, that's where I see him as that flex value. I win Deontay Johnson, CeeDee Lamb, <coughs> um, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, uh, or Robert Woods aren't, you know, in for me. You know, just <coughs> – I got the I got the wide receivers. <laughs> it's not COVID. Don't worry. It's just the you know, <laughs> they're 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 just very they're electric. You know, that's so, a sorry. that's a flex cough. Yeah, that's a flex cough. Right. That's just yeah. a <laughs> no. But yeah, I, I do like him over Sammy Watkins. And if he's if he's hanging around in your draft, get him. I, I know in the in the uh, kind of the industry draft we're going to do tomorrow night. He's not going to be available in the 14th round. Uh, probably not. So People are high on him, man. He's, he's gotten a lot of hype in camp, too. So, um, yeah, I, I, think, I think I think with him being 6'3", he, he definitely is going to get a lot of red zone opportunities, you know. So, I mean, to me, um, you know, it, it's all about, you know, how how are they able to scheme things for him because he's he's it's it's going to be dependent on how they scheme things for him you know the the wealth of his fantasy points this season and i think i think they'll be able to figure stuff out with him i mean he's got he's got a lot of tools so well thank you sir for the 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 nod and the uh well-spoken words let me uh let me give you my favorite guy to get in these rounds and I didn't okay. get him. And I'm so sad I didn't get him. This is this is who I'm saying this is Cash's pick for, yeah. for rounds twelve through fourteen. Um it's a well, my other guy too is it's it's pretty close, but uh this guy might end up being a lot higher than his ADP. You know, he might he might be the Devontae Parker. It's Brandon Ayuk. I guess that's Ayuk. how you say his name. How do you say his name? Ayuk? Is that Ayuk. right? Brandon A-I-Yuk. Ayuk. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you do any recon on this guy? Uh, I did some 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 good uh I got some good tidbits, but what do you got on Brandon Ayuk? Uh tidbit away, my friend. I want to hear. I'm 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 titillated by your tidbits. Check this out, bro. All right, check check it. Check, check this out. Bro. Microphone check. Microphone check. I want I want all the people online to listen. If you have a draft, I'm hooking you up. Mm. He has an 81 inch wingspan. Okay. Holy, holy. Uh, now, now that's cool. That's a cool reaction. We don't know. Well, what's an 81 inch wingspan? I mean, I I wouldn't. I don't know. Who knows, right? Well, I'm. Now I'll give you some context, right? Context away, please. Calvin Johnson has an 82-inch wingspan. Yeah. What, what? Microphone drop. And he's got 9.75-inch hands. So he's hey, got the big, big he's got the big jammies with the big arms. Um 
Jimmy uh, Jimmy G is just basically saying that he's blown away by what the guy is doing in training camp. Um, he does have a hamstring issue, so um, who doesn't these days? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you you know, you 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 gotta you gotta be willing to maybe ride out that for a couple weeks. Um, but he was the sixth wide receiver taken behind Ruggs, Judy Lamb, Jalen Rager, and Justin Jefferson. And um, it wasn't even found out, I think, until the combine how big his wingspan was. So he, to me, he's someone that uh, he, he was going to start either way. Like the Debo. Right. They, they drafted him to start. Yeah. The Debo injury is not factoring in. So, um, and if Debo misses any time and he gets to, you know, be the wide receiver one for the first few weeks, um, yeah, you could look at somebody that could be potentially getting you 20 points. Um, yeah. Well, so, I, I, Debo is coming off the, the injured list, I heard. He seems like he's good to go. Yeah. That's what word on the street is. Now, here's the deal, though. He has not been practicing. He's got. He played with, with Jimmy G last year, so it's not like he's not there. But you got to think that that Ayuk has a more of a rapport currently, just in the in the current moment of time. And so, I mean, honestly, I would smash that in your DFS plays, and maybe it shows back up again later in in one of my mini podcasts. I think I've got ninety seven podcasts dropping this week. We'll talk about them. Okay. We have a, a podcast, a follow up podcast to this podcast about my podcast. To check out another thing I did about podcasts, you know, it's. I think if I say podcast eight times fast, somebody's uh, iPhone cracks. It's like a like a Mary curse, you know, like a Bloody Mary curse. It's Andy just, man. yeah, it's just somewhere some poor schmuck who's listening to a podcast, their just their phone cracks. They're like, dang it. Well, so. I I mean, the last thing I just want to say is the same thing I, I I said earlier. Is just Jimmy G was just like blown away by Raven Iokes. Like he said, he was throwing them passes. And it was making him look so good because these were bad passes and he was just snagging them. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, I'm very sad I did not get him on my team. Um, I don't have him in any leagues yet. So I'm going to be targeting him. New day. Yeah, I'm targeting him tomorrow in our industry draft and um, in my Thursday redraft league. So, um, But that's my guy for these rounds. Um I think your guy for these rounds, um, I'm a little bit not as high on. I don't, I don't think he's as weak as I think he's kind of in the Sam, Sammy Watkins neighborhood. Your your guy is Mr. Hill. Well, it's Mr. James Washington. Yes. Yeah, and and I'll tell you why I'm I'm into James Washington. Um, you know, if, if you look at what he did last year, um, it was very serviceable as a wide receiver too in that offense and i i don't i, I kind of see big ben having three wide receivers that are going to get most of his targets this year with ebron as well um and so there, there are you know we'll segue into that a little bit later we talk tight ends but you know uh there, there are going to be a lot of targets to go around they, they throw the ball a lot they get a lot of plays in pittsburgh tomlin wants to go uh you know speaking of him i saw them do a team prayer uh, and a team like he, he talked for about you know five minutes. And then he said the team's going to gather. They 
that uh, that team is one. You know, they, they seem together. And I think, you know, not because a prayer was set on a field line to that, but, you know, I, I don't see there, that big of a discrepancy. I see when James Washington is not being targeted, it's probably going to be Deontay Johnson. And if it's not Deontay Johnson, it's probably going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, so I, I, I'm, I'm into that three-way split. And if anybody gets hurt, you've got a, a, a player who – I mean, if Big Ben gives him eight, nine targets, he's going to be successful. So I'm not looking for anyone to get hurt, but I just feel like he is, um, as a wide receiver three, you can get him in the 15th round. Now, he's available in our league. I didn't get him. Instead, I got um, Brian Edwards, and then I got Jarek McKinnon because I I needed a little bit of that 49ers offense myself because I have Tevin Coleman, which is probably my worst pick in the draft. But then I got – We'll see what happens. So maybe one of those guys cancels the other out, and, and they all suck. But uh, we, we, the three of us, or the, or the two of us, have the three backfield for San Francisco. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. There's, there's stuff to be had, you know. But uh, I, I do, I do like your guy uh, a lot. And uh, you know, my, my guy over at, at Management Clock did say, you know, Bourne is doing well, and Bourne, you know, did do well last year at times. I, I, I played him in DFS. He would catch a touchdown here and there. So. Uh, you know, really, I love George Kittle. That's who I love in that offense the most, just between you, me, and, you know, the podcast audience. Because I mentioned earlier, I think he is tight and one this year for me. So Yeah. Um, so, I, I love the thought on him. And it wasn't really until I was prepping for this podcast when I started to get a little bit more nervous about him. And it's, here's the thing. Big Ben in 2018 threw it 675 times. Holy so moly. People eat. People eat. And we're both really high on Deontay Johnson. Um, but James Washington, was a, he was a second-round draft pick. So, right. And last year he had 735 yards, you know. Um, Very comfortable. Yeah. And – he wasn't the, now he's the starter he's the clear cut starter um yep. Yep. he had if you look at him last year he really in fantasy he really only had three decent big games you know that kind of 20 point mark um he has he has nice hands he got 9.75 inch hands here's where i'm nervous about him and i'm I, i'm a little nervous about Deontay Johnson because of this too i the more I learned about this guy, Chase Claypool, that they drafted in the second round, the more I started to wonder a lot about James Washington. And I I really, you know, it almost makes me a, a little nervous about Deontay Johnson because I think Chase Claypool is going to work himself into that offense. And I just didn't know much about him. I, He's 6'4", 238, he, and he's a second-round draft pick, and they and he runs a 4.4240. Wow. Yeah. Four. Yeah. He was a, it was a star at Notre, Notre Dame. Um, so they got, they've got, you know, now they have Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, and Chase Claypool. And Claypool has impressed at camp, and he is going to be working into, uh, you know, the targets dished out on that team. So um, I do think that that kind of 
devalues James Washington for me a little bit. So, um, but I like that, I like that call. That's yeah. a good call. Yeah, but as of now, it's James Washington's spot. I mean, he's a second-round draft pick, too, and he's got the knowledge of the offense. Um, so with Big, Big Ben there, um, yeah, I mean, he might, you know, and, and we've already seen Deontay J- Johnson has a calf injury. I mean, he might be this year's Deontay Johnson. So I, yeah. I, don't, I don't hate the pick, but I, Chase Claypool has got me nervous about um, very much about James Washington and a little bit about Deontay Johnson. So, yeah, I, I like what you're spitting. Speaking of, speaking of tight ends, uh, do, do you want to just or not even tight ends, but I don't know where he's going to be deployed as a tight end role or in the slot or you know even maybe running fly patterns from time to time. You got a big guy like that. I don't know. Uh, what do you think about tight ends? Who, who's one of your guys in these later rounds? You can so pick this up? guy was not drafted in our league and I was debating on my 14th round pick between Jared Goff and Eric Ebron. And Mm. I, I have Mark Andrews and I, and and this just shows you that I think quarterbacks are more valuable having two versus one tight end because this guy is right now on the waiver wire in our league. And if my draft had gone a little bit better and I could have had, you know, both, I would have taken, I, I think Eric Ebron is a great late round snag. Um, I can't believe he's really kind of fallen off the map with the more I, I keep looking at the fact that he's now part of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Well, you got conflicting thoughts in the chat, chat blowing up right now. Uh, we got uh, Jay Will, Two nine four saying Ebron feels like such a strong sleeper in the in the rounds elite with luck. You know, you know he could be that. You know, other people uh, over at you know management clock saying like, oh, they kind of eat into each other. The value kind of goes away and ebbs and flows. Here's the thing: we know this Pittsburgh Steelers offense is going to have a lot of targets to go around. Right now, I guess we just don't know who it's going to be completely on. I know I don't think it's on Juju. Uh, shout out a podcast I'm doing not to segue into. This, but shout out to a podcast I'm doing called The Prop Profits, uh, and we're, we're looking to do a little profiting off of props. And uh, one of my calls this year is Juju Smith-Schuster is not going to get 1,100 yards. That's what uh, DraftKings is taking right now over under on Juju. That's a huge number. I I, ugh, I can't. But I think that other players in there could maybe get over 900, 800 yards uh, in that offense. So there's there's definitely a lot of uncertainty and where this kind of where where the cash is going to get divvied out in this offense where the the targets are going to be and where the money's going to be made so i i like the offense i think if you're targeting in it you got a lotto ticket there in some respect how about eric ebron has a ceiling of of maybe 800 yards um that'd be nice i mean i went back and i was looking throughout last year throughout 2019 you know devlin hodges and mason rudolph that's we're not going to talk about that offense let's look at 2018 with big ben and what they did with their tight ends okay 72 targets for vance mcdonald 50 receptions 610 yards four tds um jesse james also involved 30 receptions 423 yards two tds 
Um, it's kind of reverse in 2017. Jesse James was the primary target. 63 targets, 43 receptions, three TDs. Um, Vance had um, 24 targets. Um, 2016, um, Jesse James has 60 targets. Keith Miller in 2015 has 81 targets, 60 receptions, um, 535 yards. So I, I think if you're looking at Eric Ebron, a first-round draft pick, taken 10th overall in 2014, he's you know two years removed from a 14 TD season. I think it's pretty safe to give him a floor of 70 targets, um, 50 receptions, 600 yards, four TDs, which is going to get you around 12-ish, you know, points in our league. Great, yeah. great, great, you know, 14th round pick. You get a 12-point tight end. But I think the ceiling, I don't think it's crazy to think he gets 90 targets, 70 receptions, 800 yards, and eight TDs as long as, as Roethlisberger is healthy and yeah, man, now you're looking at maybe around like six or five in our league, something like that. And you can get this guy in the 14th round. You can get him right now on our waiver wire. So, yeah. well, um, segueing to that real quick, I love that. Uh, my man Bo says, stash him, trade him after a couple of good games if you want to get max value out of him. Our guy Bo McBigtime, by the way, uh, love him. Uh, we passed his hot sauce around the league like uh, a bong at a frat party not sharing of course we each had our own never mind that didn't happen so i brought a bunch of bows from Bo because i love Bo. i bought them myself and then i passed them out to my boys at the draft and they're gonna be in for a treat so Bo, shout out you were present at the draft yeah he he Bo's a mover and a shaker with him i like holding on to ebron this year just to see what the offense looks like maybe it's nothing but i do think he's a good play uh, to start the season, especially uh, with you know a, a new offense that you know targets the tight end, like you said historically, that it gets it in. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, the last guy we were going to talk about, and then we have uh, our Mister Irrelevance, uh, you know, last pick in the draft. Um, the last guy is Chris Herndon, another another tight end that goes in these rounds. Um, you're a little higher on him than me, but I'm with you. I, I'll I'll take him as a backup tight end because of the upside. So, uh, what are you seeing out of um, Mr. Chris? Here's the main thing I'm going to speak to. It's not his skill set. It's not that he's faster or better than anybody else or anything like that. It's that none of the Jets' wide receivers have been practicing or have been playing and are hurt. Mims has not been practicing. Crowder really hasn't been on the field. They're bringing people into camp. They're wishing Robbie Anderson was still on their team. So I almost feel like, you know, Le'Veon Bell, of course, is going to get some targets out of the backfield, but they're going to get onto that pretty quickly. It's it's not a new formula. And I think this Chris Turnin is just going to have more in the initial part of the season, some upside that maybe it levels off. Maybe it's not as intense the whole season. But, you know, for me, as a DFS guy, I'm really looking at, uh, schedules and impact and kind of tight ends are are people who are impacted a lot by schedules. There's some guys, Julio Jones and you go whoever it doesn't matter. Julio Jones is getting it. He's going to eat. You know, Tyree Kill maybe is up and down depending on how the offense goes, but Julio's going to get his every single time. You know, 
tight ends are highly impacted by by good and bad matchups. You know, and so if you have those really good matchups with with him in the beginning of the year, Bills isn't a great one, um, but he's going to be getting a lot of targets. If I can tell you, he's going to get eight to ten targets, twenty targets, or sixteen targets by the end of the first two weeks. You'll take that in the fourteenth, fifteenth round. Um, I didn't get him. I had Janu earlier. I was pleased with Janu. Didn't need to get a third tight end. One of the guys in our league who I'm not going to call him out because you know I like him. Good guy. He took a third quarterback. That didn't really fit into your theory. We talked earlier about your two wide receiver. I'm sorry, two tight end, two two quarterback. He took uh, Daniel Jones, Matt Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, uh, and then Jerry Falwell's uh, wife. So I mean, he took them all. <laughs> yeah. Another fantasy tip from the fantasy millionaires is invite people into your redraft league that either draft three quarterbacks or. Uh, three tight ends or both. That's that's the real money. If you can get someone yeah. who who drafts, you could have six uh, spots on your team filled up with somebody like that. That's one of the ways you become a fantasy millionaire. We're teaching people this is where you learn to become a fantasy millionaire. So that's part of your strategy. You are yeah. sucky at drafting. Yes, yes. But my favorite is after the draft, one of our friends who his draft was okay. He did some reaches. He was he was drafting right near you at second. You know, he was like, What do you what's what's my my best and worst pick? I said, Your worst pick is your team. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he didn't take too kindly to that. And then he just started calling me, Oh Mr. How much money you want in the league? I said, probably that same amount of money as you want in the league, bro. Okay, okay. (laughs) So fun times all around. I am going to beat that guy. His team sucks. So, you know, just between you and me and this podcast, he doesn't listen to. (laughs) I don't know, man. I've seen some numbers down in D.C. He might be tuning in. Who knows? Um, I doubt it. Wow. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt he's listening. Um, But I'll call him out. Go Go grab some Molson ice from Canada. Uh, yeah, the, I, I, the only thing I wanted to say though, too, about uh, Herndon is I think he is, you know, he fits into these rounds really well. He's, he's definitely someone that you can get late, and hopefully, you have another tight end because it's really just he's just really a question mark. Uh, but the, he fits into that model of he's in his third season. He had a really good rookie season. He's injured last year, and he plays one game. He gets fractured. He has a rib fracture. But if you look at that first season, it, it's it, everything on paper says he fits the model to progress into that tight end, and th- and now's the time when it happens. You know, third year where – um. You know, he takes a big jump. And I, I, I love what you said about that offense, too. One of the things I was reading about him is that um, that's that's all, all Sam Darnold is looking for when he's been in training training camp so far has been Chris Herndon. Like, yeah. like all, all their broken plays, everything when it goes wrong, he just chucks it to him. Yeah, so, well, he's the best athlete on the field for them right now in the bat in the secondary 
Up uh, and so I, yeah, I like him as a DFS play. By the way, too, put him in your DFS. He is cheap. I think he's forty two hundred on DraftKings. <laughs> you know, mm. so there's just there's money to be had with him. I think in the initial, you can ride him, trade him if he starts sucking after maybe all of his players come back on his team. But you know, be fluid, man. Like you were in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. So those are our guys, man. Um, do you want to do your Mister Irrelevant? Who's your Who's your last? Picking the draft. Yeah. Who's Mr. So, Irrelevant for Scott Simpson? For me, on the website, you know, if you go to the fantasymillionaires.com toolbox section, this is compatible with your phone, with your tablet, with your desktop. The toolbox, fantasy toolbox, it just goes right now one first round all the way down to round 14. And you can see my last guy on there is Mr. Kenny Stills. And, you know, Brandon Cooks. This is his fourth team in like five years. Okay, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, whatever. I don't care. I'm not judging anybody. Not a guy. You know, I, I think he's produced everywhere he's gone. 15th, 11th, you know, 13th. And then last year he sucked. But whatever. He got a, he got a concussion. He got hurt. I'm not going to shade that completely. But it's a new offense. And, and that, that team is inconsistent with how it distributes the, the ball. I just think he's somebody who, if Will Fuller gets hurt um, and if Brandon Cooks doesn't pan out, He's somebody there who I like him better than Randall Cobb. Uh, Randall Cobb is like Methuselah. You know, him and Frank Gore are just like racing it out to see who can have the <laughs> oldest looking face in the national. Frank Gore would beat the snot out of Randall Cobb, I believe, in a, one of those celebrity boxing matches. Frank Gore is like tough as nails. But Randall Cobb, you know, he's fancy relevant last year because he was in the Dallas Cowboys offense. I just don't see him tearing up Texas like he did last year. So that's yeah. a stab in the dark, you know? Yeah. No, that's – I like that as a uh, Mr. Irrelevant. I like this. This is a this is a great uh, meme or whatever about Frank Gore. It's a picture of him, and it says, Back in 47, we didn't even wear helmets. Lots of people died back then, but I didn't. I'll be here forever. That's uh, that's Randall Cobb too, a little bit. I mean, he's just hanging around, hanging around, man. Um, hang, hang, hang. Yeah, I like that. I like Kenny Stills. I think that's a great uh, Mr. Relevant. I um, my guy on the website's Greg Olson, but I don't want to talk about him. I like, I like uh, uh, the last pick on JT Money's team in our league. I think who could be more Mr. Relevant than Josh Gordon? <laughs> I think that I I, I I think that that that's a really fun. If your team's all set and you went yeah. defense in the 14th round and kicker in the 15th round, uh, yeah, Josh Gordon is a fun dart throw, but who knows what's going to happen with him? He's he's out there hawking his NFL Super Bowl rings, so yeah, um, you know. Uh, uh. But there there are lacks on weed now, so. Who knows what's going to happen with him? Good. Yeah, good. Good. Let Here's, these guys smoke some weed. Jeez. Right. Ridiculous. They're dying. Oh, my gosh. If your life expectancy is, is cut short by 10 to 15 years and you shouldn't pain manage yourself in between this violent concussion ridden, you know, ridden just, it's just terrible for you. Yeah. You should be able to relax and chillax yeah, legally in any state in America. This is ridiculous. He, he potentially might have substance abuse issues so uh, he, he might yeah but i Should would say stick stick job. just to stick to the weed bro 
Just yeah, yeah. Stick to that, and you'd probably be all right. So, but who knows? Yeah, I'm not inside. You know, we're all playing a one-player game. He might, he might be someone who shouldn't touch anything. So it kind of does look that way from my eyes. But who's not rooting for Josh Gordon, dude? I, I am rooting so hard. I would love to see him come back and and just continue to have a cool career. So, um, he's my Mister Irrelevant. So I like it. I like it. Let, let, let's bounce over to three tweets. Is that okay? Let's do it. All right. I have one. And the one I, I, I threw in your timeline last week is by, by somebody named Luke Dutcher. And I heard us actually at the draft. People were talking about Luke Dutcher. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about uh, this particular clip. And I told them to be quiet because I was going to – gotten so out of control. Sorry. I, I It started by itself. Um I told them to be quiet and not share this with you because I was doing it on three tweets particularly. So it's a guy with long hair. Um, He's at like a board meeting or like a a, a city council meeting, you know, and, um, you know, I'm going to share my screen and hopefully not lose our feed. Yeah. I'm going to make it big. I'm going to mute mine. I'm going to have you play yours and um, let me make sure mine is muted. We're learning how when you when you let me know, I'll push go and we'll we'll, we'll get it started here. This is a All right. the, the Lincoln City uh, meeting here. Here we go. Council okay. meeting. All right. Three, two, one. Here we go. What is happening? This is like a boat sinking. There's another boat here. Um, okay. Now the boat is completely gotten destroyed. And it's panning out. What is up with that boat? That is some what is up with that so, boat dude so you went to the wrong video it was oh. that that was not the luke dutcher video oh my bad <laughs> <laughs> so, it's okay <laughs> you want to try that again oh yeah let's try that again okay, okay. here we go so, all right but uh, this luke is dutcher. oh it's another boat video i <laughs> know wait you you already sh- i know this one no it's not that one it's not no, that one either to oh. luke luke dutcher it's okay, a guy at a city council meeting. Okay, sorry. My bad, bro. <laughs> You're listening. Uh, did you send it to me? Yeah, it's, it was last week. It was on Friday. I, I sent it to you on Friday. So okay. it was one I sent. Remember before okay, I said it? I got it. Sorry. Yeah, okay. All right, no worries. All right, so um, mine didn't play. All right. I want to make sure. Hold on. Mine did not play the last time, and I wanted to, to maybe reload the page after Whatever that, whatever happened, it was very interesting. What was that um, boat thing? That was weird. That was a different. Yeah, I don't know. That, that that was that was a different video I sent you, but that was not the right one, which is fine. We're, right. we're we're learning and growing on this. All right, hold on one second. All right, I'm gonna share my screen, and then I'm gonna open this video. I promise I won't take up too much of your. Okay. Tell me when you're ready. Okay. And I'm gonna All mute right. mine. Three, two, one, go. 
first and then right. Jane. Mine did you. Go. Pause okay. yours. Okay. Let me start it over. Yeah, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to pop mine out and say three, two, one, go. Just have yours ready because mine, when I reload it, it doesn't go. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what, just mute yours and it'll be on your feed. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying my, I'm not sharing my video. So hold okay. on. Okay. All right. I'm ready. First Tell me. Then, All right. Go. Okay. Three, three, two, I, one, go. I promise I won't take up too much of your time here. My name is Andrew Christensen. Oh, uh, I live at 1212 Twin Ridge Road. Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning and treating things as, as though they're normal. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. <laughs> I propose that we as a city remove the excuse me, I'm trying to excuse me. Come on. I propose that we as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our hearts. These are our reasons why. Number one, nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meats, but then we go around and pretending as though the breast of the chicken is its wing. Number two, boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go and order boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. It's just what's expected. And then number three, we need to raise our children better. Our children are raised being afraid of having bones attached to their meat. That's where meat comes from. It grows on bones. We need to teach them that the wing of a chicken is from a chicken and it's delicious. I propose that we rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them buffalo style chicken tenders. We can call them wet tenders. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. We can take these steps and show the country that where we stand and that we understand that we've been living a lie for far too long and we know it because we feel it in our bones. <laughs> what a good close. Oh yeah. So I, I, you know, I love that. He, he is a really just, uh, he went and did that in real life. So, uh, I was, I'm crying over here. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's my guy. <laughs> they tried to tell you about it at the draft and I just said, no, no, do not let him know about that. No, I'm you saving know, that. I, I actually, you know, it's hilarious. I, I'm so glad I saw that all over Twitter because that guy was hot. He, you know, he was like a super trender for one day. And I actually read yeah. all the funny comments, like saucy nugs and stuff like that. But I never actually watched the video. I don't know how I didn't watch the video. I was just like, oh, I know what he's talking. You know, I just read the comments. That is hilarious. The video is well worth it. So. Yeah, good tweet. You like, win. You already, I already nominate you the winner. Um, well, you kind of showed my other tweet, but I will. We can reshow. I didn't show it on mine, so we can we can reshow it. I'll give you some context to that okay. so that other tweet. Yeah. So here's uh, my here, share yours. I'd love to see yours. Good. I sir. sent it to you, so it should okay. be right at the bottom. Um, this is again in regards to the uh, Leonard Fournette news. Um. He is, you know, since our last podcast, he is, he's now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Yeah. 
and Bruce Arians came out and said that uh, he is Ronald Jones is still the guy. So, <laughs> yeah. So this there was a bunch of hilarious, you know, the Internet's undefeated. Twitter just went off, was doing the but my favorite was this guy. Uh, this is from Batman. It's a picture of uh, Jack Nicholson and Bob. And he said, we know how this turned out for Bob. And it's just a picture of him holding Bob. And it says, you are my number one guy. <laughs> and then he kills him. <laughs> Throws Bob in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just perfect. It's a perfect tweet. Oh, who, who who was that by? Was that by nobody famous? Just you nobody know, famous. Yeah, okay. the internet mob. It's senior commish. So, um, uh, he has twenty seven followers. So yeah, he's a, he, he's not big him. time, but with tweets like that, buddy, you're gonna be big time sooner or later. That was hilarious. I, I do like that. Um, man, now I've kind of lost where oh, how to navigate. Okay, here we go. Um. Yeah, I, I let's let's share. Let's share the boat sinking. Let's go back and do that again. So um, we're, we're doing the boat sinking, not yeah. But just turn it down a little bit because there's a lot of screaming and yelling. Okay. I'll give I'll give you guys. I don't really care about the caption. I don't. I'm not trying to to, to crap on anybody. But a couple of days ago, you might have heard that uh, some boats that were in a Trump boat parade were overcome by waves and sunk. And. Uh, Thankfully, no one was hurt. Let me just say that first of all. I, I don't care what side you're on. If, if it was a Biden boat parade or, uh, you know, anybody else, we don't want anyone getting hurt. I think uh, because no one does get hurt, I don't feel bad about sharing a funny video. But um, this is this is a boat that goes under, and the video it's about 45 seconds long, and uh, I, I think that's a good enough setup. So um, let me know when you have it nice and big. Um, hold on. And then I'll, I muted mine. You can just push. Tell me when to push play. All right. Three, two, one, go. paid for that thing I, I i think they bought that boat at costco yeah i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a costco boat that boat broke up in like 40 seconds the water overwhelmed it and then it just i said i told my wife i said i've never seen anything break that quickly like normally a boat it takes 20 30 40 minutes 10 minutes not 27 seconds for your boat to literally disintegrate and wasn't like part of it sunk the thing broke in like a, a 50 pieces it's yeah. just so funny yeah. so you know um 
Whew, man, uh, th- this was this was uh, a long week. We still got a little bit more to go. Um, I do want to shout out if you're sticking around, you're great people, and uh, you know, uh, I-, I just do want to say, I have several things going on in the next couple days. I- as Nimble with Numbers podcast season is beginning, I-, I have a podcast that Jason Sarney and I did called Prop Profits. And you can follow them at Prop Profits on on Twitter. And uh, we released our Friday, our kind of see, or yesterday, so Sunday, we released our uh, season futures bets, win totals for teams, rushing yard totals for running backs, receiving yards, quarterback passing yards. Pretty good episode. Trying to win you some money. I think it's worth your time. And uh, I can I can share that later today and tweet it out. Uh, that's one podcast, weekly podcast we're gonna do called Prop Profits. My man, Bo McBigTime, and I are doing now three podcasts. Now, it's not going to be three podcasts every week for me and Bo, but I'm doing my DFS head-to-head, starting with Bo. Bo's my guy. We're going head-to-head first. Now, secondly, me and Bo are starting our own podcast called, you know, Fast Hard Finish. So that's just going to be me and Bo doing whatever we want to do. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be on Saturday night. And then I got the Millie Maker. And you're welcome on the Millie Maker, Mr. Collins. Bo's always welcome we are, I already got my 100 bucks in the Millie Maker. I got other little $5 bullets in the other Millie Maker. So we're talking Millie Maker this Saturday or Sunday. I got to figure it out how it's all going to work out. But uh, three to come, and that's going to be a five-week road, five every week for me. Uh, every week you can get the first one, though, is here every Monday, 930. It's supposed to be an hour, but we, we kill it. We give it you know we give it our all. So that's why you get that 75-minute mark, baby. Woo, woo, woo. So hit us up. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And you know what? We are the millionaires. Mm. All right, brother. Well, episode six in the books, man. Yep. Go follow us on all our uh, social media platforms and check out the website. And we will be back next week in a different format, starting to actually talk about the season. So tune in. Pick up your guys. Get your guys. See you next week. Peace, everybody. Peace.